big thing, and this is the reason why I'd say 90% of them fail, is they don't have the passion for working with kids. The big thing I say is that you gotta win the morning. Heavy requirements on them to lift heavy weights. The conversation has to be changed. What you truly value. There's no right way and there's no wrong way. Become the source of struggle. I can't like, find myself in tears from the physical pain. You're listening to the Stephen Kinsler Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and today is episode 47. Um, what I want to discuss today is how to build a successful youth fitness program or youth strength and conditioning program. Um, we've been doing this for over a decade. I'm going to give you a little background uh, on how I got into it uh, and then the mistakes I've made, the mistakes you can avoid and how to make it a successful and profitable uh, program for your business because at the end of the day if you are not trying to make a profit uh, as in like make a lifestyle or a living out of this then it's a very hard slog um, and it's it's harder than I think coaching adults so look it where a few years ago uh, I'm sorry over a decade ago if Johanna asked me what I coach kids I was like no and that's from an experience I had previous but when I look at everything I've done in regards to sporting when I was a senior in, in, in school, I was coaching the juniors in basketball. While I was helping out, I was kind of coaching some training teams. Every now and again, I'd look after a match. Um, so I was actually coaching someone specifically for sport. And then when I came back from Australia, uh, the job I worked in was in a pool, a gym pool. And a part of the job was that you had to become a swim coach. So I became a swim coach. Um, the thing what I've only what I only realized recently because I didn't like coaching kids then. Well, I thought I didn't, but the problem was I didn't like coaching swimming. It wasn't that I didn't want to coach kids. I didn't want to coach swimming. So I had a negative kind of thought process or mindset when it came to coaching kids. But it wasn't actually working with youths. It was actually working with uh, the the swimming aspect because swimming wasn't my thing. Um, then in two thousand and ten. I seen uh, a seminar. Uh, a seminar was for working with kids. It was it was called CrossFit Kids. It's still around today, uh, uh, but back then it was run by the Brand X Method, which was Jeff and Mickey Martin. Um, and for people that don't know these guys, these guys are some of the the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Them and their family. Um, but they started the CrossFit Kids program. They were doing kids fitness prior to the CrossFit program. And then they were asked to come on board and do that. And that's a whole other story. It's not my story. But I went over in 2010 to Carl Stedman's gym in Manchester, CrossFit 3D, which was a cool uh, gym. If you were there back in the day, there was the, the smack the monkey image. And it was just a really cool shop. And Carl and Rachel were just really good hosts, really good people. Um, and anytime again, I've met him over the years. Um, they're just really genuine people, and it's it's nice to meet people in the industry that are just one hundred percent genuine. But onto the course, it was a two day course. We arrived on the Friday. Uh, we got to train and meet Jeff and Mickey, and then we um, spent two days, Saturdays and Sundays, learning from these guys. And the beauty of what this course was, it opened our eyes up to how important it is for kids to exercise, how important it is for kids to move weight, how important it is for kids, not only physically, but cognitively, uh, emotionally. The benefits of exercise on youths is 
huge, not only for sporting athletic development, it is just huge for general wellness. Um, so I did that course, that was in 2010. Went home, I had kind of plans to kind of start a program, uh, but no one was really buying in. The gym I worked in at the time wasn't buying into it. Uh, and I didn't actually get to open um, a kid's program until 2014. Uh, so it was nearly four years, three and a half years away from when I got the certification was when I got to start. And then when we opened FSM and we opened FSM Kids, we just started off with a kids program. It wasn't a teens program. It was just kids. And we started off, uh, if I'm, yeah, I think it was two to three kids. One was not paying and the other two were paying. And it was, it was like that on a Saturday morning for about six months. Then we started getting some traction. And that's hard to coach just a couple of kids for six months. You're not making money out of it. There's no benefit. To, like at, the point, at that point, there was no real kind of financial benefit or it was just kind of, I believe that this is something that's needed. So I'm willing to put the time and effort into creating it and making it a success. Because you're not trying to market to kids, you're trying to market to parents, but then you also need the kids buy in as well. The kids have to want to be there, they have to enjoy it, you have to make it fun and energetic. Uh, and then if they buy in, then it grows. And after the six months, we started kind of a little kind of uh, momentum and we start building up the program. And eventually we got to about, I think it was like 15 to 16 kids on a Saturday morning. The age ranges were from five to 12. I'll talk about age, age ranges as well. The prob uh, Then obviously we had grown to the point where we needed to split the age ranges, the reason being is that because the maturity level of the kids, we went from fives to sevens and then from eights to twelves on a Saturday morning. And just over the course of years, that started to grow. And we ended up getting to the point where we needed a weekday class and then it was another one and then another one. We only ever moved to a new class when we had maxed out our class. I still think that is probably one of the best ways to do it because you're growing, you're, you're only adding a class because of demand, you're not throwing on a full program. And again, I'll, I'll talk into that in a little bit. Then uh, we started our teens program. This teens program, in all fairness, was a very slow burner. Um, we, we always had some teens, but we didn't have loads of teens. And then eventually what was happening and how that grew is that our kids were getting old enough to graduate to teens and then our teens program started working. So over the course of a decade, um, we grew into, in that time, we grew into uh, the largest youths program in, I think, in Europe, uh, to be honest, in Europe. Not coaching teams, but coaching just general people, having memberships and growing that aspect of the gym. So yeah, we've the largest uh, program uh, we've done pretty much every search you can possibly do for youth fitness. Uh, there's not many of them out there, but we've definitely done them. But when it comes to um, growing a program, it is possible to do. You just got to take your time. Now, we made a lot of negative, a lot of bad decisions in regards to a program that kind of stalled our growth and our marketing and how we did it. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to break all that down and help you, if you're thinking about opening a kid's program, what to do so first first and foremost <clears throat> excuse me first and foremost uh you want to look at your education so the as you want to look at your education but mainly there is one thing that is more important but i'll talk about you uh, talk blah, mumbling words what i'll do is i'll talk about that at the very end okay so the main thing that you need to run a successful kids program i will mention that at the end 
But firstly, you got to look at your education. Where are you getting educated? Now, there is, I'm going to label off a few. So you got like the Brandex method, okay? That's Jeff and Mickey, the original creators of CrossFit Kids. They are the world leaders in education for youth coaches. Uh, I cannot recommend them. I don't make money off uh, recommending these guys, but I cannot recommend them enough. And the reason being is because they have so much history, so much work put in research they've worked with some of the best minds to develop these systems that they have the programming they know what works they know how to create great athletes they know how to create just good human beings and they've had more success stories than i can imagine so the brandex method has they used to have just their, their, their two-day certification then they had uh, the strong certification. I, I can't really remember the name of that. It's an old, I don't think they do it anymore, where they teach just the barbell for kids and teens. And then a few years back, they moved into what's called the PYCC, which is the, the Youth Professional Coaching Certificate, which is a lot more in-depth. It is online, so it's easy, easy to access, but it's a lot more in-depth for you. And it just gives you a really, really deep understanding of the benefits of working with kids, what they can achieve, how to go about it, the type of coach you need to be. And it's not just a cookie cutter program or certification. It wants you to be successful and it wants to make sure that you are a right fit, which is a big thing because not all coaches should coach kids or teens. Uh, the other cert that's out there, other certs that are out there, you've got um, Cross with Kids, obviously. Um, to be honest, I don't hear much about it. I don't know how good it is anymore. Uh, I, From the last time I heard, it's pretty much still just copy and paste from what the Brand X did all those years ago. That doesn't mean it's a bad cert. It just means that it's probably fallen behind in regards to what is good for kids and what the evolution of education for kids is. Um, I think... I don't know if you have to do the exam or is there an exam? Again, I'm, it's when I did it, there wasn't an exam. There could be one now. I'm not sure. Um, and then you have uh, in Ireland, I know he, he does them around the world. You got KG Elite Youth Strength and Conditioning Course. Uh, it's more for athletics, uh, for guys looking to do sport. It was a three-day course. It was a good course. I'm not going to lie. It was a good course. There's a lot of I wouldn't implement into youth programming. Um, I think there's a better way, a better approach. There's a lot that I would. There's a lot of things I took away from it. Um, the course is more designed for young teenage athletes, not kids and teens just getting them into fitness. Um, but it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good course. It's a kind of level entry course you could do. Then there's the Westside Barbell. They had a youth course, uh, which I did. Pretty much they had a couple of books on youth development, youth mechanics, uh, jumping, like just all the plyometric stuff. And then just the standard Westside Barbell training manuals, uh, which again, you kids don't need. Uh, again, I think it was more designed at uh, building like superior athletes uh, that are kind of 16 and up. Uh, but look, at it, it was it was interesting. There's a lot of good stuff. And again, the beauty of all these things, you get to take the best from it and then use it what fits into your model and your approach. Um, once you have your education, you know what you're doing, then you're looking at getting set up. So a few things that you need to do, just your 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 jujitsu due diligence sorry um, is you need to make sure that you have insurance now for most countries around the world insurance for kids fitness is easy and it's cheap as chips 
In Ireland, we are just a rip-off nation, so we try to steal as much money as possible. It's horrendous. Uh, I know that the insurance has stopped a lot of people from operating a kids program, and I'm ho I'm looking forward to the day where they actually cop on. So, and I just this is like kind of off the track here, but in this country, to get insured to let a kid use exercise is really really hard, and it's very very expensive. Uh, but you can then put two kids in a ring and let them kick the living shit out of each other and they can get insured for like 300 quid a year because they put in the contract. We had issues because we had a kid on our website with a medicine ball that was three kilos and like, oh, the weight's going to damage the child. Uh, so we can't insure for that. It is horrendous. It is just a really bad way, but it can be done. It can be done, and hopefully the market will, um, the English companies will come back in and get a lot of money from uh, insuring kids' fitness because the the likelihood of a kid injuring themselves if you're doing it right, like in any sport, if you're playing a contact sport like rugby or hockey or anything like that, the kids are going to get injured all the time. So with what we do, uh, it doesn't happen. Well, very like I think you might get a, a cut or a scrape because someone tripped. Um. <clears throat> Then you got to understand that in Ireland you have to have guard of vetting. All your coaches have to be vetted, not just the coaches that work with. <coughs> excuse me, not just the coaches that work with um, their kids. Anyone that's employed by the company needs to be vetted. We do that through Sport Ireland and Weightlifting Ireland. There is other companies you can just go straight through guard of vetting. Um, they might be easier to work with. So again, you can do that, and then you just got to get your child safety courses, your child, uh, your disability inclusion, uh, and then if you're working with kids with any kind of special needs, like your um, disability inclusion, all that, all those type of courses are good to have, and they're very cheap. I think like 30, 40 quid. It's an evening. I think they're, they're doing them online now, uh, and it's just good to have all of that, so you're more aware of kids that come into your facility and who you're working with. <clears throat> Then once you have all that, you can get started. So when you're getting started, right? So there's a few things, right? I wouldn't start the way I started. What I would have done and what I suggest anyone else does now is, is that if you're gonna start a youth program, be it kids or teens, I definitely suggest that you get four to f between four to six kids or teens and you train them for about six to eight weeks. And you train them how to squat, do the deadlift, do all the basic human movements. Then over those six weeks, you are then marketing for the next batch, next intake, the next induction of your program. The reason for this is that kids do a very similar thing. They do what they fall in line very quickly into cars of what's going on in the room. So if you have, let's say, an influx of 10 kids on, a, on your first day of kids and no one can do the movements, it's going to be very frustrating because all the kids are going to be all over the place and you're going to find it a little bit harder. But if, if you have six kids of those 10 kids that know how to move, know how to move well, the other kids will fall in line. So they're what we'd call super coaches. And you can get them at the front of the room. You can go, hey, I want uh, Jamie to demonstrate the air squat. And then Sophie's going to demonstrate the sumo deadlift. And the other kids will start following in line because it's monkey see, monkey do. And it works really well. And I know that people that have done it have said like it worked really well when I gave them that advice. I think that is probably the best approach to doing it. And when you're launching all new kids programs or teen programs, get a couple of teens in uh, and do it that way. With regards to your coaches, just make sure that your coaches are well presented. Um, they're energetic. They 
they have a, like a good vibe about them but also uh with the coaches one of the rules that i have in place and i think it's a must it's a need is that no coach should be allowed to turn up to your gym uh, after the night before if you get me they shouldn't have alcohol on their body if a coach at fsm was to ever turn up uh with alcohol on their system and i found out they would automatically be fired because i don't think parents pay for their kids to be surrounded by someone uh, smelling of alcohol i don't care how much alcohol you had it's not uh it's just it's a no-go if you want to coach kids you don't go out the night before that is one of my big um yeah big issues when it comes to coaches not that we've ever had an issue with that but it's just something that i've always set in stone uh also the times of what you're going to do how many classes a week you're going to run how many kids you want like i said before it's ideally i'd set up one to two classes per week and then grow that when that's maxed out then you can move on from that how many kids you should have it all depends on what type of service you want to provide um it doesn't necessarily it, you know you could just have a small use program and just run it very successfully or you can have a very large use program uh and, and the same run it very successfully it all depends just obviously the more kids you have uh the more coaches you need uh the more admin the more everything that comes with that when it comes to what you should do should you do it term wise should you do six week courses i know some people like the term thing so when school's on classes are on that's fine I don't think the six week or eight week courses works. I think it's uh, it's not a consistent model. I wouldn't recommend it. We personally do memberships. We just do memberships for the year. You sign up and you, you pay your membership and that's the way we do it. Just like every other member that joins our gym, they pay a monthly fee. During the summer, we still run our kids program and that's just the way it goes. Uh, we don't negotiate any other way uh, or deal with it any other way, but again, you can try and if it works for you then better i just think the six-week courses thing is it, it, it doesn't work long term because then you're always trying to resell real resell to that same client where it's a membership you kind of just know it's an automated system um and it's gonna like you don't have it's, it's got one less stress off your plate when it comes to developing that um when it comes to programming you got to understand that kids lift differently um they should do and then our honest opinion they should do a low bar back squat they should do a sumo deadlift and they should do a strict press they're the three main strength movements we don't really do a lot of bench pressing with our kids we don't introduce olympic lifting uh for a while we really really refine movement um and the reason for them is because they're more practical in regards to what we're doing we do front squat we do air squat we do lunges we do all the other stuff we want to teach them how to be strong and that's we in our opinion the best way to teach a child to be strong and we're following on from the brand x method in what dave educated us on um with reps and sets again kids can't express true strength or true one rep maxes because they don't have the hormone profile they don't have the muscular profile so we do we do allow a child to move to a, a comfortable one single lift we call it we don't call it one rep max a single lift they're not expressing true one rep max so we don't worry too much about it we do do a lot more of like sixes and eights and ten reps um and just build volume and good movement into uh, their technique because when they're 14 15 16 then they'll start to be able to express that and there's no need to put emphasis on a child lifting huge weight at such a young age not that there's actually anything wrong with that or like anything bad's going to happen to a child if they're doing if they're moving well it's it's actually all good but we don't need to put that much pressure on them and then when it comes to 
kids, you've got to look at like introducing all different types of skills, like rolling, tumbling, jumping, hanging, climbing, crawling, all of those things. And then you have to understand that kids are not like adults. They grow and you have to understand that we need to be aware when they're growing. So for example, if a child is growing and generally if they're growing with legs first, their torso has matched the leg growth, then their squat mechanics and all their other mechanics are gonna change. So you need to peel back their training, bring back down to basics and retrain that system. And it can take between, I think two, up to two weeks to about six to eight weeks for a child to develop and redevelop a pattern. But if you're that type of coach that can't see that, you're gonna just start getting, getting a child to move a weight that they shouldn't be doing or doing an exercise they shouldn't be doing while their body's healing or trying to adapt to growing and that can end up in an injury. And we want to avoid that at all costs. Um, boys versus girls, this is the beauty of it. I love this because boys, boys are like, uh, the boys are good, right? They're, they're, they're willing, they're, they're, they're eager, they're, they're, they're eager, they wanna push, but girls just do it better. And I'm sorry, I'm a boy, I get it, but girls just crush it for, over a decade now, all we've seen is girls excel. They excel. The only time we really see boys take the lead is when they get dumped with testosterone at uh, four, 13, 14, 15 years of age. And then just by default, they now have more muscle to express more lifting, more strength. But generally, girls tend to excel. So you have to understand that girls are different uh, to boys. And then obviously, when they're going through uh, puberty, uh, things change personalities, the, the confidence, all of that. So be aware of that. As a male coach, it's harder. Uh, a female coach is probably easier to understand that because obviously I don't understand it. I know what's happening, but I don't get it. Understand it. Sorry, it's not that I don't get it. I don't understand it because I've never gone through it myself. So having understanding the difference between that. And then when it comes to equipment, uh, you don't need much. Like, like kettlebells, like dumbbells. Um, you can get like two kilo, four kilo, eight kilo, seven kilo, nine kilo barbells. Uh, you can get lighter weights. Like, so you don't need to reinvent the wheel and you don't need a whole program of equipment that can like, so you can design the best of the best. It's just get them in, get them moving. If you have no equipment, you can still run a very successful use program. Um, it's just how you approach it. Again, if you if you had a, a slam ball and a kettlebell, could you design a program to help someone get better? Of course you can. What well, if you're a good coach? Of course you can. So don't worry too much about equipment, but yes, as your program grows, then you can invest in your equipment. Uh, the best approach to starting, um, I would say, like I said, is like do the, get the kids in for six weeks, six to eight weeks, train them up and then bring in, then open the program. Uh, eight weeks from the day you start training the, 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 the kind of bunch of kids. Uh, don't rely on your, so if you run a gym, don't rely on your adult members. Uh, because they have kids, they'll send their kids. No, they will not. And we've seen this time and time again, and I've worked with a lot of coaches who have started kids program. Oh, I have 150 clients or I have 200 clients and they all have kids. So like, we're gonna fill our program. No, we're gonna run four or five classes a week. And we're gonna fill our program. Absolutely not. It won't happen. It won't happen. So most of FSM kids are not, par their parents do not train at our gym. You include kids and teens, they do not train at our gym. We have some, but I'd say it's about 20% of the youth population that we have is actually parents or um, 
about her parents actually training at FSM. The rest of them are not. So don't rely on that. Do not set up a private or a separate social media page until you have good traction and good uh, content to put on it. So with FSM, we kept our kids on our FSM profile for I think the first three, four years, and then we moved to an FSM youth profile because we had enough kids in the program, we had enough content to help create a page. Our page on Instagram is doing really well. Our page on Facebook only has a couple of hundred followers, but it's it's growing the way we are able to separate. But comes with that, then you've got two social media uh, profiles that you got to manage, which can be a bit annoying. But uh, if it's growing, it's worth it. Um, and then I would say I'm just reading this. Sorry, I have notes. Um, age groups definitely. I've done. The four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds. I, in regards to coaching, I would not, I would not um, coach four-year-olds or five-year-olds anymore. Uh, I would be very hard pushed to coach six-year-old. It's not my thing. Uh, if we have a coach, and we used to have coaches that would do that, uh, they just gravitate towards those kids more. So yeah, that's cool. For me, it wasn't. So for seven, we coach from seven up, uh, seven to twelve, and then it's a teen. So anything above 12, again, with the exception to some 12-year-olds, we might let them go into teens early. Um, but yeah, we that's that's our age brackets when we coach. We find that works for us. We know other people do something different, and that's absolutely fine. The last thing on all of this is to set up a successful, and here's the, here's the kicker, and this is what I genuinely, I think in the last two years, I've spoken to about 50 different gym owners in regards to setting up a youth program. The big thing, and this is the reason why I'd say 90% of them fail, is they don't have the passion for working with kids. They don't want to work with kids. They see an hour in their day and like, we'll throw some kids in here, we'll make some money. The owner, the owner of your business, if you are the owner, you should be passionate about helping youths, working with kids, working with teens. Even if you're not coaching them, but you set up a team that is. I won't let a coach work with our kids program if they are not into working with, uh, not into coaching kids and teens. They're not passionate about it because kids will figure you out very quickly and then you'll lose your kids program. And then if you're doing something that you're not really passionate about, this takes a while to get up off the ground. So you will burn out quicker and then you'll easily talk yourself out and then you've wasted a lot of money and a lot of time. If you have spare time, but you don't want to coach kids and you're thinking coach kids could be cool, just put adults in there instead. If you are passionate about working with kids and you want to help build, like me, build a stronger generation, kids that are physically stronger, they just exercise because it's fun. They can run 5Ks, they can lift weight, they can climb, they can do hikes, they don't give out about stuff like that and they're mentally, physically stronger. They can go to school, they're more alert, they're more focused, they, they don't have weight problems, they're able to just be amazing youths and we can actually create a whole new generation of kids. Then do it, do it, create a kids program, help parents understand, help parents help their kids and be fitter. Lead a stronger life is pretty much what we want to do. We want to create a place and a world. I want to live in a world where exercise is a standard norm in a daily kid's life, not where it is now, where it's 
barely even optional unless they're thrown into a sport. Exercise should be daily, absolutely 100%. And we can create a much, much stronger generation than what we currently have and what we're seeing that's coming through at the moment. We need help. We need coaches. We need people to run these programs. We need people that want to work hard and literally help kids be better, be stronger. Guys, that is my show. If you took anything away from this, I'd love to know what, what your number one thing was. Post in the comments. Um, this is just something to help. I run a program. I want as many gyms out there running youth programs. If you ever have any questions, you can just contact me. Let me know. I'm happy to answer them. Uh, but for me, I am out. Again, like and subscribe to the channel. And I'll see you on the next one. The big thing I say is like, you got to win the morning. Heavy requirements on them to lift heavy weights. The conversation has to be changed. What you truly value. The right way, there's no wrong way. Become the source of struggle. I can't like, find myself in tears from the physical pain. You're listening to the Stephen Kinsler Podcast.